Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another recap here. E3 2019 for Technical Alpha. We just finished watching the PC game show, sponsored, of course, by Epic. And uh, I haven't checked Twitter yet or anything like that or social media to see just how uh, upset everyone is with the fact that it was hosted by them. But regardless, it happened, and it wasn't like it changed anything. It was all basically the same. You got uh, Mr. Day9, you got uh, Ms. Uh, Frankie out there doing their thing, doing their hosting gigs, uh, and, uh, walking a lot of, a lot of programmers and stuff that have never really had to talk in public more than three times in their life, uh, getting them through these interviews. And of course, doing a great job of it. Uh, usually, uh, this is full of games and it, no different this year. Uh, so many that I'm not going to be able to really spend too much time on a lot of them. I'll give you kind of a, a rough rundown here of what we got. I didn't even get all of it. Like they cram way too much shit into this, into this show. It's insane. Uh, we started seeing, uh, started off the entire show, uh, seeing Evil Geniuses Two: World Domination. Uh, followed that up with Vampire: The Masquerade Two, and uh, coming in quarter one of 2020. A lot of people were fairly excited for Vampire: Masquerade Two. Uh, it was kind of a surprise announcement of sorts. Uh, not all that long ago, and so uh, we got to see another little bit of that, um, and talked, they talked with the, uh, for some of the devs for it to just go over some stuff. I don't think we learned anything particularly new outside of the fact that perhaps, I don't even know if we knew the release date window before, but now we have some sort of window. Regardless, Vampire the Masquerade 2 shown off, and in the trailer, you know, it looks, it looks good, it looks vampire -y. Uh, it looked, uh, it looked vampire-y. Stormancer, uh, which is, or Starmancer, story, uh, sorry, Starmancer, Chucklefish, uh, which, you know, I'm, lots of people, big fans of Chucklefish stuff. Uh, Starmancer looked great, kind of like a, uh, an FTL-ish kind of deal, you'll be able to see the trailer if you just look it up, but, uh, had great pixel art, and that's a big, that's a big, uh, a big thing in the last couple of years, and this year is no, uh, no different as well uh, with the pixel art. Lots and lots of pixel art coming out, and lots of like crazy art styles in general. As uh, we've had uh, a, a couple of years now of really kind of wild uh, art styles in some of these indie games, and they just keep getting wilder and wilder. Not a bad way. I mean, it looks good. It looks good. Chivalry 2 then popped up, uh, coming in 2020, uh, and first to the Epic Game Store, much to, I'm sure, lots of people's chagrin. Lots of Monty Python references, or, esque, or Monty Python-esque humor is what I pulled out of the interview that they had there. Um, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it's chivalry, uh, for, for all intents and purposes. And so if you were a fan of the first one, great news, it looks like more of that, uh, you know, maybe a bit more polished. Uh, and apparently a bit more humorous. And there you have it. Uh, following that, we had uh, Mosaic, which is a uh, dark adventure game. Kind of like, a, uh, hard to, to describe what exactly it was, but it kind of struck me as something that was definitely going to have some sort of social message thing, uh, or like a, a, the discussion around some sort of societal thing. It definitely felt like it was going in that direction, a little social media-ish. Uh, and it has some sort of companion app, so you can look into that, and it's Mosaic, I think it's like a little, uh, mini-gamey thing that was actually part of the trailer, uh, that you can check out. <clears throat> then we had Midnight Ghost Hunt, which this was kind of fun. Uh, a lot of people have enjoyed, uh, Prop Hunt, uh, on Twitch and otherwise, it definitely had its, its time in the sun on Twitch, uh, but Prop Hunt 
Think of think of Midnight Ghost Hunt as Prop Hunt meets Ghostbusters in that that's essentially what it is. You've got a team uh, of what, for all intents and purposes, look like Ghostbusters going into this mansion. The ghosts can hide in various objects, but the twist is that uh, instead of just being found and then that's pretty much the show, the props can actually, you know, kind of fight back. And the idea is to try and get all the way to midnight um, uh, when, you know, the ghosts become very powerful and then the ghosts can take out the, uh, the, the Ghostbusters, if you will. But the Ghostbusters are trying to prevent that from happening and find them all before uh, it gets to that point. It looked kind of fun. It looked kind of funky. Uh, so you can go and check that out as well. Unexplored 2, uh, the first was apparently, according to the chat, called, um, that or they were making a joke. I don't know what, but it's, they said unplayed. Either way, uh, Unexplored 2, it's like a roguelike, maybe, is what I have in my notes, death exploration thing. It kind of looked like a go in a direction until you die and then try a different branching path sort of deal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you, uh, I'm going to say you can check out for every one of these apparently, but here we are. Samsung 1500R curved 240 hertz monitor with G-Sync, uh, was a, a, a random kind of insert here in the midst of all these games. Uh, so they came out, they talked about it. 240 hertz is a hell of a lot of hertz. Um, I don't know if they mentioned the resolution. At 240 hertz, I'm guessing it's 1080p, but who knows at this point, it could be 1440. Regardless, 27 inch is under $400, so it's probably not 1440p, but again, who knows. Um, uh, but they also mentioned that they have more panels and sizes, so this is part of, I suspect, a, uh, a, a larger gaming uh, line of monitors that Samsung's coming out with. And I think this is their first, he said, the first G-Sync monitor Samsung has. Uh, if you like curved monitors, then this is obviously right up your alley. Uh, and, you know, I mean, uh, is 240 hertz noticeable? To some people, yes, over top of, let's say, 144. But, my God, you start going north of about 100 hertz, and people really, like, the, the percentage of people really starts to drop off quite substantially. But hey, if you like uh, big numbers, 240 hertz. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Yeah, that's what I thought. In in reference to the uh, unplayed. Yeah. For all I know, I don't know. I never heard of the game before. But it was a joke. There you go. Confirmed joke. Memes. Funcom came out with a Sizzler reel after that, and I could not keep up with it. There was a lot going on there, uh, to say the least. <laughs> Loads of games. Uh, and variety is what I have here is all I could note down was, was that, you know, this is, you know, for whatever's coming out underneath of, uh, Funcom here, a lot of variety, um, a lot of games in general there. Then we had Conan Chop Chop, which is an incredible name and it's as adorable looking as the name would imply. It's essentially like freaking chibi, but it's like, a, it's more than that. It's a chibi roguelike Conan game, which sounds terrible, but Honestly, it didn't look all that bad. <laughs> In the list of stuff that we had been seeing up to this point, it was kind of a refreshing little deal, so uh, that was kind of fun. After that, we got The Last Oasis, which I have, uh, I think I've invented uh, a style, and I called it Woodpunk. Uh, it kind of looked a little bit like it had some chivalry... Um, mechanics in there as well, but think of it like this, so like Guns of Icarus, if you know what Guns of Icarus was, which was like kind of the airship combat game, it was kind of, it kind of looked like that, but on the ground with, you know, wood mecha spider things. 
That's really the best I've got for you. You'll have to look it up if you're interested in it. Uh, it I mean, it didn't do anything for me, but at the same time, uh, I did have a lot of fun with Guns of Icarus for the time I played it, so maybe it does turn out to be something uh, kind of neat to check out. After that, we got Age of Wonders, Planetfall. Uh, it's been a hot minute since we've seen an Age of Wonders game, but it's another 4X strategy coming out uh, August 6th of this year. Uh, following that, we've got uh, Zombie Army 4, which is Sniper Elite, uh, which <laughs> I, I don't recall ever seeing Zombie Army 3, but apparently, obviously, it's a thing. Um... I'll be real. I'm just, I'm so, uh, personally, I'm just done with zombies. I've been for a long time. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, this turned it up a notch and we've got zombie Nazis. Cool. I guess. It's Left 4 Dead-ish. Uh, you've probably seen it before, I'm, I'm sure, but you can check it out if you want to get a little bit more info there. They had a big trailer for it that was, um... Kind of boring, to be honest with you, to watch. Uh, but hey, here you go. Zombie Hitler. For what it's worth. Remnant from the Ashes uh, is a game from the folks that brought us Darksiders. Uh, it's a third-person shooter with a dynamic generation of pretty much everything. So you get a lot of replayability out of it. You're probably going to have a different experience from a friend... Uh, you know, in terms of what they experience versus what you experience, because it's very all dynamic, uh, and you can hop in and out with some co-op for that as well. Uh, it's full co-op, slower paced, and the mentioned, uh, made a point to mention the slower pace and the difficulty. So I guess you could almost think of it as that they're trying to lean towards like a Dark Souls third-person shooter, mild roguelike thing? It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on there, but uh, but it didn't like it didn't look horrible. But I also need to see a lot more before I'd be able to truly have uh, any kind of opinion on it. Um, but I guess you're not gonna have to wait too long because August twentieth is the release, or you can pre-order it and get it on the sixteenth. I, I don't I don't even recall seeing this game I don't, uh, or much of it before today. So I mean, damn, there you go, August twentieth. Uh, following that, we had Griftlands, which looked a lot like Slay the Spire. It is a deck builder, uh, you know, presenting you with different situations and, and using whatever deck that you've put together to try and conquer these situations. Uh, and so if you've liked Slay the Spire or if you like deck builders, then that's something that's probably going to be up your alley. Following that, we had Planet Zoo, which, uh, honestly looks really great. This is from the team that made Planet Coaster. Or Planet Coasters. Uh, and uh, that went over quite well. It took a little while to get some traction, but I think they've got them, you know, their their feet under them now. Uh, it looks really good. I mean, graphically, I don't know how it's going to end up playing out, but they're talking a lot about expanding on the zoo experience, making it more modern about the conservation aspects and learning about the animals, etc. So it really looks like they're trying to do a little bit more than just simply put out another zoo tycoon-ish type deal. Uh, and again, it looks it looks great. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some more soon, as it is in fact coming out November 5th of this year. After that, we had the uh, adorable couple of guys from the Shenmue 3 team come out on stage uh, and give us a little rundown of what's going on there. There's a November 19th release date. It had a new trailer to watch. Uh, and you know, I mean, I never played Shenmue in the past. Uh, I know it's one of the most beloved kind of uh, games 
that have ever been made, basically, as far as a franchise goes. And it's certainly, uh, um, at the very least, it's a cult classic. It's a fairly large cult classic, if that's the case, I feel. But regardless, that's that's what you're looking at there. Uh, Shenmue 3 looked rough. And now, they made a point in the trailer to, to, of course, say that this is still a work in progress. But this this game is out the 19th of November. Um, there's not that much time. And it did look, it, it kind of looked, somebody in chat said it, uh, said it, and it said this, and it, and it did kind of ring true. It looked like an early Xbox 360 game. Uh, the animations and stuff were all very kind of weak and awkward, and the, uh, the visual was, it was not 100% there. But who knows? I mean, that, 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 that's all secondary to what the gameplay is like, and we're going to have to wait and see a bit more of that, I'm sure, but it's, um... It didn't look like a game that was going to come out in a few months. That's just what it looked like to me. Uh, following that, we had Songs of Conquest, which uh, Mr. Day9 himself was very uh, very uh, excited about. This comes from Lava Potion. Um, this is a, a kind of a this basically Heroes of Might and Magic, for all intents and purposes. Uh, strategy adventure with fantastic pixel art. Great animation with the pixel art. It wasn't just a static background type deal. Looked really cool. Uh, it's coming out late 2020, and uh, but it will have an alpha coming up that you'll be able to keep tabs on. So if you were a fan of Heroes and Might and Magic, or uh, that style of game, a bit of the strategy of putting a team together, sending them out into the world, seeing you know how they do, what they find, etc., etc., then uh, that's definitely going to be something for you to keep your eye on 100%. Go and check that out, Songs of Conquest. Up after that, we had Warhammer Vermintide Versus. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide was a really, and still is, I, to my knowledge, a very popular game, my goodness. Uh, and now we're getting a PvP mode in it, which uh, people in chat were pretty excited about. Which means I'm sure some of you guys out there are also going to be pretty excited about it. Uh, and it, it looked good. I mean, we didn't see... We didn't see enough for you to really be able to get a huge grasp on it, but if you played Vermintide, I'm sure you could piece together just how that would play out uh, for the most part. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Warhammer Vermintide versus the PvP mode coming. Uh, I don't even have a date written down here, but I'm assuming not in the distant future. Following that, we had the oddest named game of the day that uh, Frankie couldn't quite get out in a, in a way that I understood until I read the words on screen later on. Uh, but Per Aspera. Or per Aspera. I, I, I really and truly don't know. It's a resource management game in space! That's what it is. If you like resource management games, let me tell you. It's in space, uh, and it looked kind of cool. <laughs> that's all I got. You need to see the trailer, uh, but that's pretty much what it is. Uh, following that, we had Ancestors, which we saw last year, if I'm not mistaken. That's the game where they're going way back, I think it's the 10 million years, Africa. Uh, you know, as humans are still kind of, well, we're still apes. Uh, and going through that whole process, uh, and the evolutionary deal of it there, and the, the, uh, the survival, uh, etc. as you go through it. So, somebody said realistic spore-ish. Which, I, I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but you get the idea. Uh, you get the idea. Uh, you evolve throughout, uh, that process there, uh, you know, kind of from front to back, it seems, and go from prey to, uh, to hunter, essentially, or, or, uh, you know, the predator, uh, throughout that whole process. August 27th, 2019, 
it's coming up. So you'll be able to get your hands on that soon and uh, start, you know, doing monkey things. It looked pretty. Oh, I mean, it looked good last year, too. So there you go. Auto Chess, uh, the <laughs> the mod to Dodo, which was a mod to Warcraft 3, uh, is getting a standalone version that's going to be coming to the PC. So it's no longer just a mod for, for Dota. Uh, and it's going to get a release on the Epic Game Store later this year. Uh, we didn't hear specifically if it's a timed release Epic Game Store or if it is a um, exclusive. I have to assume it's timed like everything else has been so far on the EGS. But yeah, we didn't specify, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, up after that, we got Chris Tales. Instead of Crystals, it's Chris Tales. C-R-I-S-T-A-L-E-S. Uh, an RPG with great art style is what I have written down here, because that's really what it was. They said in the beginning it's a love letter to classic RPGs. Now, that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but regardless, uh, the art style, again, like many other games we've been seeing at E3 this year, really, really something to look at. Uh, very, uh, very pretty, uh, very artistic in general, and, uh, certainly looked, uh, like, uh, it had, you know, it had, it had a little something to it. Uh, it didn't pull me in 100%, but it had a little something to it. It seems like it's dealing with time as a mechanic, past, present, and future. Uh, there was a fair amount of emphasis on that in the trailer. Uh, and, uh, so if you're a big RPG guy or girl, by all means, give her a look-see. Then we got more Borderlands 3, where they told us absolutely nothing, aside from confirming once again September 13th of this year is when you're going to get your hands on it, uh, and answer a couple quick-fire questions that, you know, I don't... It's Borderlands. It's Borderlands 3. You're getting, you're getting Borderlands. It's coming. It's pretty much it. The, they came out on stage for that. Uh, then we got Maneater, which is like the, the low-key fire game of the PC game show again. Uh, it's If you don't remember what it was from before, Maneater is, like even described from the dev himself, it was like GTA, but you're a shark. If that's not a pitch to win you over, I don't know what's going to win you over. There's uh, leveling and upgrades, etc. He was mentioning, you know, getting uh, <laughs> like almost metal metal teeth that like bite through boats and stuff, and the the process of going from like a uh, uh, like a, a baby shark do 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 do. Sorry, that's in your head now. Uh, it's in mine, and now I have to pass it on to you. To uh, like a like a, a teenager, I guess, shark or a mid age, and then so on and so forth. You get these big power spikes, etc., and then you have smaller stuff that's in between, and uh it's it's a fucking it's it's GTA is a shark. That's all you need to know. That's all you that's all you need to know. Uh oh, I think I oh I skipped I skipped a game. I'm sorry. Uh Valferis, uh, which is basically a super like metal Metroid. And by metal I mean the music genre. Uh again, great art style there as well. Pixel art on this one. I have pixel art madness, because that's basically what it had. Uh, and a little bit of contrafeels involved there as well, so the, that's a, another one to maybe keep your eye on. Uh, following that, we got Terraria Journey's End, which is more Terraria, and coming up, I guess, on the the end, if we were to believe the name of uh, of Terraria as we know it right now. Uh, and then we got the full motion video, the FMV-laden Telling Lies, and this is from the folks who did Her Story, if you're aware of that game where everything is recorded video, uh, and the game is built around that. And uh, it's a 
It's like a mystery thriller puzzle game. Uh, Ten hours of footage has been shot in total. Uh, you do a lot of digging uh, through uh, words and almost metadata of the video to connect and find other footage as well uh, to kind of try and piece together this whole thing uh, that's the crux of the game. Uh, it looked really interesting. I mean, it's it's different than pretty much everything else you're going to see. Uh, and so definitely give it a look if you're uh, if you're interested or if you uh, had already played and were a fan of her story. Uh, and then the big the other note that I have here is that uh, whether it was intentional or not, uh, we, when he mentioned that it was coming out on Steam and he, he threw in the we all love Steam line. I don't know if that was a low key jab at Epic or not, but it happened and I kind of got a chuckle out of it anyway. Following that uh, and turning the last bend here for the uh, for the show, we had Warframe. Uh, where they were showing off a bit more of the uh, Empyrean space combat expansion that's coming out, uh, where you got four four of your tenos up in space doing space things, you know, spacewalking and fighting and ships and madness and and uh, you know, Warframe is is a wild game to say the <laughs> to say the least. Very beloved uh, by all who are are big into it. Uh, and there's no no small number of them uh, either, and they're all I've, to everyone I know that that plays Warframe, and there are many pretty excited about this. You're going to hear more about it July 6th during their uh, event in uh, London, Ontario, Canada, actually here in Canada, uh, where they're going to have the full reveal of it during their Tenno Live uh, event, which you'll apparently also be able to watch the live stream for. And then if you have your account on Twitch and everything hooked up, you'll be able to unlock. Um, uh, like a Tenno skin or, or whatever you want to call it, a suit. Uh, if you do so, if you watch at least half of it, I think it was a half an hour of, of watch time. Following that, we had Genesis Noir, which is pretty much what it sounds like. It's a noir with more wild aesthetic um, in a way that you could not really 100% piece together how the game plays out, but it's another one of those indie darlings. And then we wrapped up the entire show with Baldur's Gate 3, which was like the big thing a lot of people were interested in. Uh, we didn't learn too much more because there's not too much to talk about other than the fact that it's Baldur's Gate. It is from the guys uh, who uh, uh, who did Divinity, right? Chat can confirm that. My, I'm, I haven't eaten yet and it's I need to uh, blood sugar. Uh, but yes, anyway, they, they came out on stage. They talked about it uh, a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Sean was asking, you know, the, the depths in which you could, you could role play the, the shit out of it. Divinity original sin to, yeah. Okay. There you go. I was right. Um, they have, uh, I guess the point of interest here for this, uh, other than the fact that they said it's going to come out when it's ready. This is obviously still relatively early on. Uh, they, they said, this is the game that they really wanted to make. Uh, and they've been fighting to try and get Baldur's Gate on, you know, as a license for several years now. And so now that it's here, they want to really do it well. So they're pulling a blizzard. It's uh, when it's ready. And that's all they gave for that. But then they also mentioned that there's a prequel pen and paper um, version. Uh, well, pen and paper D&D prequel to Baldur's Gate 3, if I understood that correctly. Uh, and so you'll be able to check that out if you're uh, if you're into that. Uh, kind of bit. The one other thing I think I pulled from that was that the the rule set that Baldur's Gate three is going to be based on. I think he said it was five, not five e, but just five. Uh, I don't know enough about D and D to go further into it than that, but I think that's what I heard him say anyway. If that's something that's of interest to you, if you were wondering what uh what set it was going to be based on, and that was it. That was the PC gaming show. 
Um, did they say 5e? I just heard 5. But if it was 5e, I mean, 5e I think is the most recent. But 5 is just 5th. Oh, 5th edition. Oh, 5e is edition. Uh, I thought 5 and 5e were like, I thought e was like a... Uh, well, that shows you how much I know. I thought E was like a subset of five. Uh, but yeah, there you have it. So, fifth edition. Uh, makes sense in my head, now that I've heard it. Uh, anyway, that was that was the show. Uh, not like a heck of a lot going on there, honestly. Uh, a, a lot of, in terms of like substance, a uh, couple of uh, major points there, but I'm sure I've listed at least a couple of games that uh, some of you out there are very excited about, or at least interested in, and so feel free to get more of that. Uh, you know, you can go and check out those trailers; they they'd be available uh, for you now. Uh, and uh, and get excited, get involved. Uh, but that's going to be it, guys, uh, for now today. Uh, you know, if you're hearing this on the RSS feeds, literally as I'm posting it, or you're seeing this on YouTube or otherwise, or wherever you're he- you're you're grabbing this. Uh, I'm going to be attempting to to do at least uh, Ubisoft later. Apparently, AMD might also have an event that I might be able to squeeze in. So I'll see what I can do there. Square Enix, I won't be able to do because it's happening during the Raptors game where they're hopefully going to take home the NBA championship. And I can't miss that. Unfortunately, as a Canadian, it would be blasphemy. But either way, hopefully you've been enjoying this coverage. Thank you very much for listening as always. And until I see you on the next one, peace. Peace.